We're going to find out what the latest movies are that we should all be watching or not watching necessarily with Rick, Rick Forchuk from White Rock with the latest movie picks. Hi, Rick. Hello, Raji. How are you? Great. How are you doing in White Rock? Is it humid there? The it's humid it's here. Ah. It's humid, a little bit of a cloud cover. It's a little bit warm, but uh, it's fine. It's always nice in White Rock. Spoken like a man who has AC at home. Yeah, that's true. I, that. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Let's start out talking about Look Both Ways, a review that's um, saying that uh, Lily Reinhardt, I hear, is is uh, doing fantastically on the big screen. Uh, yeah, she's Betty Cooper on Riverdale. Uh, this is on Netflix. And she's a young woman here named Natalie who's on the brink of her college graduation. And on that evening, something very strange happens as her life seems to split in two. In one life, she remains in her native Austin, Texas, gets married and is expecting her first child. And in the other life, she is off to Los Angeles to pursue her dreams of a career in show business. A drama with comedic overtones, we follow her parallel lives as she works to be successful at each one, which is part of the nature of her character. The question is, will these two lives intersect again, or is there something larger at play? Luke Wilson and Nia Long also star. This one is filmed in Austin, Texas, and in Los Angeles, as well as in Vancouver. That's Look Both Ways. It's on Netflix, Raji. Okay, what else do you have for us? I'm sorry? And what's, what else do you have for us? What's your next suggestion? Well, what else do I have? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, let's go <laughs> to the movies at the theaters. Um, there was just one movie that opened in theaters this weekend, and that's Beast. And I would like to say, Raji, that this African wildlife adventure is a great thriller, but I will have to be happy with saying that it could have been, were it not for the terribly flawed dialogue and the relatively bad computer-generated imagery on the lion, who's the beast of the title. Now, Dr. Nate Samuels, played by Idris Elba, who should really know better, is recently widowed and decides to return to South Africa, where he first met his now late wife. His two teenage daughters accompany him on the trip, where they visit an old family friend and fellow wildlife biologist, played by Charlotte O'Copley from District 9. He manages a game reserve there. Now, the heartfelt reunion is short-lived when a huge rogue lion, which survived a series of events with brutal, bloodthirsty poachers and now sees all humans as things that need to be eradicated, is on the prowl and is soon stalking the family. Now, the challenge with the movie is, as I mentioned before, Raji, the dialogue, which creates a situation where it's impossible to believe that Elba's character is a doctor, as he says so many things that just don't make sense. It's not his fault. He's just reciting the lines in the script. But every B-movie cliche from the past 50 years of wildlife adventure films is repeated here. When the rogue lion attacks the jeep in which Samuels and his friend and his, his two girls are ensconced, ensconced, there seems to be no way that any human would say or do the things that occur here. They include telling the girls to stay in the vehicle while Dad goes out into the night without a gun, without any weapons, on a jungle road he's never traversed, expecting somehow to find and deal with the gigantic lion, despite his lack of understanding what to do. And in fact, he keeps asking, what do I do? What do I do? Now, the lion, Raji, itself reminded me of Wile E. Coyote in the oh. Warner Brothers Roadrunner <laughs> cartoons, because every time they think he's been eradicated, there it is again, surviving oh. tranquilizer darts, gunshots, and a huge fire from which it emerges with the look of a cartoon character that just had the stick of dynamite blow up in its hands, <laughs> left wide-eyed and singed beyond all reason. So, Raji, this is kind of a jungle version of Jaws, in which the antagonist seems unkillable, and far too often I found myself laughing at the proceedings and not in a good way. 
It's fine for a summer movie diversion, something to occupy the mind, but five minutes outside the theater, and it was already a dimming memory for me. Mm. 14A is the rating. It's called Beast, and uh, I did not see it as a very good movie, Raji. Okay. I wonder, Rick, why so many thrillers come out in the summer. Like, you'd think, I don't know, I would think that you'd get more thrillers in October, but we've seen so many this summer already. Yeah, well, big summer movies are supposed to be box office hugies. Uh, In the U.S., the uh, Memorial Day weekend and then the Fourth of July weekend traditionally has been the place where big, big movies are released. But what happens when we get into the dog days of August? And remember that in the U.S., most of the kids have gone back to school already. So the movies uh, in mid to late August start to drop off. There there are fewer of them, and they're not as good. And uh, sometimes there are films that uh, the the, uh, distributors thought were going to be better. And uh, as things work out, they feel that, well, maybe we'll dump them here because a few people will watch, but not very many. But I think that's the reason, Raji. Okay. And House of Dragon. Yeah, this is on HBO Canada. A lot of people have been waiting for this. It is the dragons uh, in a Game of Thrones prequel. And the dragons aren't just uh, in the title. They're in this ambitious series in a major way, in that there are 17 of them all together. And it's going to take a little bit of work telling them apart as we're introduced to the new characters. But it's something that has to be done as dragons factor into every aspect of this story. Now, because the time and the setting of these events takes place nearly two centuries before the Game of Thrones events that we came to know in Westeros, the dragons are very different. They're more colorful, they're more aggressive in some ways than we saw with Daenerys, the mother of dragons in the initial series. And there'll be some tough sledding in the early going as we have to become familiar with a whole new set of characters, a batch of new dragon riders, and the same kind of treachery that we found originally as the major players vied for the best places in the lands that they wish to conquer. Olivia Cook stars along with Matt Smith and a huge cast, and the cast seems to be in the thousands, and that begins tonight on HBO Canada, and it will be huge. It'll be just absolutely huge, Raji. Okay, and what else do you want to tell us about? Uh, Let's have a look at Echoes. This is a mini-series on Netflix. Uh, It starts uh, this weekend. It's a drama with mysterious overtones. It's a new series that's a partnership production between Netflix and Endemol. Now, Endemol is the company that originated the, the, the Big Brother franchise. We have Lenny and Gina, identical twin girls, and early in their lives as children, they began swapping lives with Lenny sometimes being Gina and vice versa. Teachers and even their parents often had no idea with which twin they were dealing, and the girls became very adept at keeping the charade going. As teens, the girls are played by real-life twins, Madison and Victoria Abbott, while as adults, just one actress portrays them, Michelle Monaghan, from three Mission Impossible movies. It's an easy task because one of the sisters mysteriously disappears, which turns their carefully choreographed world into turmoil. Now it's up to the remaining sister to solve the mystery. But which one is she? This is the 14A rating. It's a movie called Echo. Well, a movie. It's a miniseries called Echoes. It's on Netflix, Raji. And then Disney Plus has a sing-along. I don't. I don't even understand what that is. Please explain. <laughs> Ah, well, you know what? Uh, A lot of Disney movies uh, get re-released the same year back into the theaters, and they get re-released in a sing-along edition. What? Yeah, now this is Beauty and the Beast and Tangled sing-along. 
The sing-along versions uh, were great hits. Uh, three of them began streaming this week. Now, for those of a certain age, and that's not you, Raji, uh, people may recall the days when movies had featurettes that had audiences sing along to popular songs by what? following the bouncing ball. Yeah, this was in the 40s and the 50s, and the ball pointed out the lyrics and the timing. And it's the same idea here, but a little more high-tech. There are two Beauty and the Beast versions that get this treatment, one from 1991 in which Belle must try to save her abducted father, only to learn that the beast in question is really a handsome prince who's had a spell cast upon him. And the second one is from 2017. It has the same treatment, but offers animation that more distinctly represents the 21st century. Entangled, it's Rapunzel locked in a tower by her overprotective mother that gets the sing-along treatment. It is great family fun, rated G, suitable for all ages. And again, uh, what you do is you get the words, and you get the beat, and you get uh, a little follow-along thing, and uh, the family gets to gather around and sing all the songs, and you don't have to worry about remembering the words because they're right there on the screen. So that's on Disney+. Plus. It's streaming this weekend. It's the Beauty and the Beast and the Tangled sing-along. Okay, so like Disney karaoke, I'm into it. <laughs> Thanks, Rick, yeah, for being you know with us. Uh, kids love this stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and just to go back again, as I said, in the 40s and 50s, um, this sing-along thing was part of almost every movie in the theater. Uh, we used to go to movies in the theater and have all kinds of things happen. Today, you go and see a movie, and you see what they call trailers, but they're actually previews. Uh, back then, there would be a newsreel, there would be a cartoon, there would be a sing-along, uh, there would be then a B-movie, then there'd be the movie that oh you my came goodness. to see. Oh, my goodness. That's too much. Yeah, and then there would be the previews of the movies that are going to open the next week. <laughs> and this is why people love streaming from home, so they don't have to watch all that extra stuff. Rick, thanks for your time today. You bet. Thanks, Bronnie.